Sipping on some 40s, yeah, yeah. Talking about the 40s, oh yeah. His 40s are 40s, oh yeah, oh yeah. Hello, and welcome to another titillating episode of 40s on 40s, where we drink some 40s and review music from the Hot 100. I'm Josh. <laughs> I'm Seth. <laughs> I'm so used to Seth being first. I was like, I'm Josh. <laughs> it's not Seth. Oh, I was so close. We almost got it. Yeah. No, that was good. That was good, man. I think that was it, right? Well, uh, you have the... the without oh, further and what, ado- without further ado, uh, what do we got here today, Seth? <laughs> well, Josh, let me tell you what we have here today. We have Saranac. Yes. <laughs> Saranac. Our pumpkin ale. It's got a big old jack-o'-lantern on it, and it probably hasn't been opened since Halloween. Yeah. So I am. It looks either holographic, <laughs> or it's like 3D. Oh, it is holographic. <laughs> oh fuck yeah, dude, that is amazing. Okay, cool. Well, let's. Uh, I'm down to crack this open here. Oh heck yeah. Let's just make sure it doesn't explode on us, because I don't know how old it is. Pumpkin ale. Oh, it smells really strongly of pumpkin, dude. Oh, it does. Very strongly. Well, bottoms up. You know what? That's actually really nice. Yeah. It's nice and smooth. It's pretty good. I'm down with that. It also tastes slightly not carbonated, which I think means it actually has been sitting around since Halloween. Most definitely, yeah. (laughs) But you know what? I'll take it. Um... Damn, dude. Well, good choice. Um, well, you want to just uh, bust right into these songs? Yeah. Oh, before Unless there's a story. Well, <laughs> well, before we bust into these songs, I just want to say, um, <clears throat> Happy New Year, everybody! <laughs> oh yeah! I can't do it. You made it! You made it! 2017 can go suck a dick. Because it's 2018 time, baby, and it's going to be, hopefully, <laughs> not a fucking trash dumpster fire from hell. Hopefully. Oh, All right, cover your ears, Seth. I'm going to do my, uh, my, uh, you know. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Ringing in the new year. Because <laughs> it wouldn't be ringing in the new year if there wasn't a Josh screaming. So, it. I've never done that while covering my ears. I don't know if I did it right or not. No, it sounded right. Okay. I could hear it through my ears being plugged, <laughs> okay. so I think that was good. You have to do it until the voice just cracks. <laughs> <laughs> it's really high. So, the story behind that is that... God, what show is that at? Was that, what a, was that at a Kid Carried show that that happened? I don't remember. Well, I'm pretty see. I'm pretty sure it was, because I think, I think we were on stage together, and I was trying to get a crowd... Uh, rallied, and I think I think it was actually at the Viper Room. Might have been the first time that it happened. Oh yeah. And uh, I forget what I was saying, but I was like, "Yeah, give it up for the other bands that were playing." And Josh just amidst this shriek. Shriek, yeah. <laughs> oh, it was so good. <clears throat> I, and I was like, "Where the fuck did that come from?" Anyway, <laughs> but afterwards, Josh did it again for another band that went up, and I was like, "Oh shit, it was real." Yeah, it was very exciting. Um. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, cool. Well, you know, I might. I had a story in mind, but I kind of just want to roll into the songs first. Um, maybe the story will come out later. Yeah, I don't know. So it'll be a surprise. It's a it's a New Year's episode, so who knows what could happen? Anything could happen. <laughs> um, I do mean anything. Um, cool. So let's count down the top five first off. So as it stands. Uh, Perfect by Ed Sheeran is still number one. 
It's still up there. Okay. It's probably not going anywhere. Uh, number two is Rockstar by Post Malone. Number three is Havana. Number four is Gucci Gang. And five is Thunder. I think that is exactly the same as last week. Yeah. Um, and the bonus, number seven... Teen. It's still Portugal the Man. Feel it still. Um, so there you go. That's basically the top. Five plus one. So let's go to the first song, which is number 36 on the list. It is called Skywalker. I really hope there's a Star Wars joke in there somewhere. If there's not, I'm going to be a little disappointed. A little disappointed. Yeah. Um, it is Skywalker with, with Sky and Walker being separate from each other, though, so I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah. you can always dream. Um, it's by Miguel, featuring Travis Scott. Let's just let's just jump right into this kiddie pool and see what we got. Actually, maybe not a kiddie pool, maybe like a regular-sized pool. Or a slip and slide. Or, ooh, ooh, let's slip and slide to this song. Yeah. Take a shot, make a friend, just enjoy the moment. I'm Luke Skywalking on these haters. Splish. Celebrate every day like a birthday. Good things come to those that wait up. Splish. But don't wait to jump in too long. Don't sleep, you gotta stay up. Splish. Don't, don't sleep, you gotta stay up. Gosh, I'm outstanding, so I stand out. Dude, so, um, first impressions of that song, I feel like that is probably the closest a song has ever gotten to actually sounding like a drug trip. Yeah. I thought it did a, a really good job of capturing, musically capturing, like, a euphoric drug state. Yeah. Um, uh, dude, that song was fucking awesome, I thought. I enjoyed it, yeah. I was into it. Um, I really liked, um, yeah, I, I actually really liked a lot of it. I liked the fact that the lyrics was, it was, um, it was about doing drugs, but it was about doing drugs in, like, a recreational, like, chill, like, hanging out with your friends and, like, laughing and having a good time. Like, it's not about, like, doing drugs in a way that's, like, I'm popping Zanny and, like, fucking bitches, you know? It's, like, I'm, li- like, I kind of imagine him just, like, in, like, on, like, the back patio with his friends, just, like, doing something and just, like, having a trip and it just, like, being nice. It was a brighter, more wholesome way of (laughs) describing it. Um, Yeah, I I thought... I was mostly paying attention to the music first, and Mm. I liked the singing, I liked the harmonies. There was a lot of different layers coming in and out that kept it sort of uh, engaging. Um, Yeah, totally. I thought it... It did have this, had this like, oh, we're going somewhere, we're getting somewhere feeling mixed in with sort of a happy, euphoric calm. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out how to describe it, but um, I did like the last, like the last thirty seconds or so, because it's literally the same baseline over and over on repeat, mm-hmm. which is I feel like it's okay. It kind of works because all the different other layers and the melodies and stuff. But yeah, the last thirty seconds of it, I started just, I just started zoning out. And then, like thirty seconds later, it totally shifted where the the rhythm and the and the, the beat dropped out. Mm-hmm. So I was like back in it, listening to all these different, you know, like atmospheric reverberating sounds. Yeah. Um, I like how there were a good amount of different um, sounds and experimentation. You know, it sounded a little a little more unique than usually what you would hear. Yeah, um, totally. Well, and I thought, you know. Um, regarding that end part i actually kind of liked it because it was like the way that the um the way that everything was mixed 
it felt like it was really a, um, I don't know, it felt like it was really, like, that was when, like, the trip started happening, so, like, the fact that everything got kind of, like, blurred, and it sort of blended together, and, like, started becoming yeah. repetitive, I felt like that was actually... Good way of describing it. It was, like, a good, like, narrative, like, arc to that song. Um, I thought of, I also was envisioning, like, uh, being in a dark forest in the evening time for some reason. Mm, okay. There was a lot of very dark <laughs> sounds in it, though. Not um, in, a, in, in, like, in a, some, in a peaceful, like, wondrous way. Not, sure, not yeah. Not, like, a scary way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny because this song I'm pretty sure is in the same key as Congratulations by Post Malone. Um, but there's some simulators there. Yeah. But this song is actually, um, I don't know. I, I like, I like the qualities of this song. Like, I feel like it had sort of like a slight trap influence, but it used it in a way where like it used kind of like the rattling hi-hat, but, um, it, it incorporated it in a way where it like... It sounds like I'm gonna say something negative here. It didn't stand out, but that but that's not to say that it didn't blend well. It's just that like normally those kind of things are very very obvious and like kind of hit you in the face. But like here it was kind of like further back in the mix. I felt yeah, it worked maybe more. Mm-hmm. It served the song a little better. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I thought lyrically, I thought it was pretty simple and nothing like amazing mm-hmm. but it was like it did its job and it was like a pleasant you know nice feeling or emotion behind it so i was like you know i could kind of vibe with it yeah the one line reading the lyrics back the one line that i liked the most by far was i smell like a saint with the mind of a sinner yeah I was like, <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> smelling good just got this you know front that seems all nice and all gentle and stuff but you know mm-hmm. i got some other things in mind when we go wherever exactly <laughs> you know? exactly um now looking into a little bit of a, a little bit of backstory with miguel because we were both kind of wondering who he was um he's actually been in the r&b crossover scene for apparently quite some time like since like 2010 okay um and he had been doing or that was the 2010 i think was like his first like breakout like album and then he's been consistently making things since then mm-hmm. um according to uh various sources and by that i mean wikipedia um he said that he sort of considers himself like on the edge of like the new wave of like r&b artists that are out there like um he mentioned frank ocean being a contemporary and i could totally see that yeah um because i think frank ocean does a lot of similar things with like layering his voice and like with the production being sort of spacey um so i could totally see him fitting into that um also i just gotta say man like travis scott definitely knows how to pick a good artist to to combine with I don't think yeah. I, I don't think any song I've heard him on so far I've like disliked him. <laughs> yeah, um, I agree. Wasn't he also on? Was that him? Oh no, that was Twenty One Savage on that Post Malone song, right? I think. Okay, because he was on another song that wasn't this one and wasn't SZA, but um, and that was also really good. But I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, oh well, I'll probably remember it later. But uh. Yeah, overall, I really like this song a lot. Um, and actually, it was a Star Wars reference. Yeah, I was, he... I was like 99% sure it was going to happen. <laughs> I was like, if it wasn't, I would be pretty disappointed. So, yeah. Um, well, cool, man. Any final thoughts on this one? 
No, I'm pretty good. Cool. Yeah. Well, let's let's hop into the next one here and see where we got. So, that was number 36. Um, oh, more Christmas songs? Yay. Okay. What do you, what do you, you got something against uh, Christmas songs? I, I, I don't, but it's not Christmas anymore. Mm-hmm. So, I'm kind of... I mean, I guess we can't really skip it because that would sort of be against... No, we can't skip it. We, it would be against the rules and laws set out by this podcast. So, number 38, the Christmas song, parentheses, Merry Christmas to you, Nat King Cole. Well, oh, well, Nat King, yeah, he's great. At least it's by Nat King yeah. Cole, so that, that'll that be fun. Um, yeah, let's, let's check this guy out. Simple phrase to kids from 1 to 92. Although it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to you. Oh, that was really nice. Yes, I... I, uh... Intensely enjoyed that. I was like, <laughs> intensely. I was just like, oh my god, music is magical. It is, dude. I it's mean, amazing. I mean, Nat King Cole's voice is just—it's just magic. It's really no other way to describe it. It's so smooth. It's so just like warm and yeah. I feel fr- friendly. This is another case of just everything working perfectly together yeah music voice lyrics like i mean the violin like all the different tones and textures of instrumentation and Mm -hmm. the music perfectly captured this like calm sleepy excited you know love for community that Mm -hmm. is supposed to be involved with christmas but then it also captured like the childlike excitement where you still believe in certain magical things yeah like You'd be like, do Randy really fly? And then you have this, like, really nice violin, like, riff for a couple beats that just stir your heart. And you're like, whoa. And then you start, you feel the excitement that a child would feel wondering Mm -hmm. that. I kind of imagine, like, when Nat King Cole sings this song, it's like, this is the song that he, like, sings to the kids before they go to sleep, like, on Christmas Eve. Mm -hmm. And then, like, they wake up Christmas Day and they're, like, all excited. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were, just everything was so nice, like the chords, right? Yeah, melodies, and and that was a that was a harp in the background, right? Yeah, the harp was going on. It was so nice. It was like, I think it was mostly strings, bass, guitar, and singing. But then, yeah, there were like there's harps and uh, or there was a harp in the background mm-hmm. once and again. There know? was also that piano solo that piano happened solo. too. And uh, there were two lines I wanted to talk about, but I'm forgetting them. There's the, I remember the one, which was Kids from 1 to 92, which is a nice little, it's like, ah, oh, Kids 1 to 92, that's funny, but it, it really sort of tries <laughs> to remind you, like, there's qualities of us as children remain with us throughout our lives, which is right. important to keep in touch with, I think. And it's also the idea of, like, you know, the holiday bringing out this sort of childlike wonder and, like, bringing everybody together and, you know, to enjoy sort of this, like, special holiday. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I almost. <laughs> I feel like after hearing this song, I could like I could almost hear like the fireplace crackling in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. All of a sudden, this pumpkin ale started tasting like uh, hot cocoa. Or oh something. man! Yeah. 
What was the song called again? A Christmas song? It's just called The Christmas Song. The Christmas Song. Yep. Yeah, I mean, God hand it down King Cole. You know what's funny is that when I was listening to this song, um, this is nothing, I mean, if anything, it's, it's saying how good the song is. I could have actually seen Nat King Cole not singing it and replacing him with Tom Waits. And I feel like that <laughs> yeah. would be amazing, right? Tom, I, I would very much like to hear Tom Waits sing that. Because Tom Waits also plays piano, and he does a lot of, like, you know, like, stand, like upright bass, like, percussive, that kind of method. And he also uses, like, sometimes those, like, that kind of harpish-sounding guitar in, like, his slower songs. I could totally see him singing this, and I feel like it'd be awesome. Um, yeah. but maybe that's just me. No, it's not just you. I mean, he was actually here, as you know, a week or two ago. Oh, I'm so mad I didn't meet him, like, dude. He literally just left right before you got here. Ugh. It was crazy. Probably saw me coming <laughs> and was like, well... You know, I did see somebody walking out of the car. Um, <laughs> but I, I didn't want to say anything because I, you know... And want to stir up any controversy regarding extra guests or any of that <laughs> so i didn't want to didn't want to pry into your personal life um anyway well cool man um i guess i'm ready to oh move. oh what what's up that reminds me what's up you know the drummer boy challenge uh-huh i i failed oh you failed what happened I mean, it's not like you can't... When you lose the game, it's not your fault, but... Right, right, right. I literally had not heard the song until, like, December 19th. Oh, no. It was uh, my mom's birthday, and she really wanted to, like, re revisit her, her child-like self. Okay. So we took her to Santa's Village. Oh, that's cute. And we're, like, walking around this place... And literally, like, an hour before we left, oh. I just noticed the songs on it, and I was like, oh, fuck, game, <laughs> game over. <laughs> game over. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, it's farther than I made it. Um, yeah. There was actually a whole slew of Facebook posts that were like, you guys, I made it. And I was like, damn, that's impressive as fuck. Yeah. Um... Because even after I lost, I, I would start to notice how often that song is played. Yeah. And I was like, I don't even know how I survived as long as I did, honestly. It was a, it was a Christmas miracle, you could say. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Well, I'm sorry for your loss, but, you know, there's always next year. <laughs> yeah, whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you're probably still bitter about it. It's fine, I am too. Um. Well, anyway, let's... uh. Let's just switch gears here and see what else we got going on. After the Christmas song, <laughs> coincidentally, we have the the next Christmas song on the list, which is Bert Ives' A Holly Jolly Christmas. Wait, that's the next one? That's the next one. All right, I'm starting to feel your... I, to I told you, Josh. I told you that I it was going to be a little bit of a tough one, but, you know, we're here... This, holly Jolly Christmas. A Holly Jolly Christmas. A holly Jolly. I know the song. That's yep. That's exactly. Higher, that's exactly what we're going into. Pitch though, but yeah. Not by much though. That was pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. Have a Holly Jolly Christmas. It's the best time of the year. I don't know if there'll be snow, but have a cup of cheer. 
So as we were going in to record, Josh was like, oh good, it's only two minutes. It's short. That's good. <laughs> no, it was, it was as it ended. It was it ended and I was like, oh, it's short. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I mean, what is there to say about this one? Can I, I'm just going to get derailed here because... <laughs> Okay. Okay. Immediate derailing. This is reminded me. I need to watch The Grinch. <laughs> okay. The cartoon and Jim Carrey. Okay. Also, when whoever's playing the twelve-string acoustic, when they were like shredding for the solo, <laughs> yeah, it reminded me of Just Friends. I don't know if you've seen that movie. Just with Ryan Reynolds. Oh God, and, uh, yes. He okay. Yes, so dude. when when he's in high school, he's fat and he like loves his best friend, this girl, mm-hmm. and this guy who's like long hair, pimply, like gross awkward guy his name's dusty okay <laughs> he also likes her and um no, i'll just tell i'll tell the whole story so at like the graduation party he's like trying to impress her with this song he wrote and he's like so nervous his like hands are shaking so he's like when jamie smut her name's jamie the guy like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. When jamie's like oh, yeah, yeah. hold on oh yeah when jamie and then like he's messing up and he's like god damn it come on dusty Anyway, you flash forward 10 years, and Dusty is now, like, this very attractive man. <laughs> and, um... Nice. Ryan Reynolds also, like, has lost weight, and he's attractive. And so they're vying for, um, Jamie, right? Oh, okay, okay. And so this 12-string shredder on this song reminded me of, like, Dusty is performing acoustic guitar for like their church or something and he's like he's like shredding and like playing beautifully on acoustic guitar and Ryan Ron is like oh I can't compete with this guy he has like 12 fingers and uh yeah so the shredding reminded me of Just Friends which is a film I very much enjoyed it's kind of a holiday film no would you guys like to join us in a carol to celebrate the birth of our lord that's amazing what uh um, how recent is that movie um, it's like 05, I think. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, cool. 2005. Um, you know what, fucking, I'm gonna derail it too. Um, that reminds me of when, uh, back when I was, you know, still in my parents' house before I went to college, um, we had AMC, and, uh, me being a kid who only had, you know, basic television until I was, like, maybe maybe, like, two or three years before I left the house for college, the fact that we had AMC was, like, really exciting because I was like, oh, my yeah. God, it's not, like, local television. This is great. Yeah. And they'd be showing movies all the time. And they had a block, and I forget exactly when it was, but they would just show nothing but, like, you know, 80s movies. And um, yeah. it was that time It was that time where all the 80s movies were, like, named after, like, a song that was on the radio. <laughs> Like you know, there's there's a there's a ton of them. Go look it up. I'm too lazy to to rattle any of them off right now. Or were the songs written for the movie? Probably there no, was one. Ca- there was one called "Addicted to Love." Um, <laughs> there were just there were so many. There were so many. But there was one in particular that I actually really enjoyed, and it was called "Some Kind of Wonderful," and it was made in the '80s, and it was about this guy uh, who was, like, his dad was, like, a car repairman, and he was, like, had the shot of going to college, but he was sort of, like, a bad boy, and his best friend was this awesome, short-haired, punk 
uh, drummer chick. <clears throat> and they were like best buds. Some kind of wonderful. Yeah. I'm definitely gonna watch that. Dude, either. fucking watch it. Yeah. It's it's a grand old time. We should watch it together. We should. <laughs> um well I'll just I'll just tell you the setup then. I won't tell yeah. you how it ends. But basically the whole thing is that the the main character who's the kid, who's the car mechanic, he has the hots for like the popular girl in school. But he's, like, in, like, the gutter punk scene, so he's like, nah, I don't really think I have a chance. Uh, but his friend, who's the drummer chick, like, convinces him to, like, try to go for her. But it turns out she definitely has feelings for him. So then... Uh, and then the thunk? And then the love triangle starts. But it's pretty great. It's, like, it's fun. And, <laughs> um, it's just, like, very... It's super fucking 80s. It's, like, more 80s than you could even imagine. But it's just, uh, I don't know. It's nice and, like, just a, a good time. I don't know. I don't even know why I like it so much, actually. I think it's because when I watched it, I was like, ah, short-haired drummer chick. Why didn't you just go for her in the beginning, you dumbass? Come yeah. on, man. Yeah. But, anyway, he has his reasons. I guess the popular girl is attractive, but drummer chicks? Come on, man. No... You gotta... You gotta go with the drummer chick. You gotta go with the drummer chick. Or go, or just musician chick in general, if you yeah. find one. Just gotta go for it. Popular chicks, they... You go out on a date with them, and they wear tiaras. <laughs> and, they're, and they're just too entitled. <laughs> so, that was definitely a story we were talking about before. We got in the car, yeah. wherein Josh uh, had a date where he was picking up a girl and she comes out wearing a tiara and Josh was like well this is probably coloring how the rest of the evening's gonna go <laughs> and so it did and so it yeah it sort of did so um did. I don't think I've ever had a date like that ever that was, um that was a few years ago although I will actually say I met one of my really good friends uh because we it, this was during like AOL instant messenger you know mhm uh, parentheses, RIP, AOL Instant Messenger. We hardly knew ye. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's a lie. I knew it very well. But anyway, so I met this friend through another mutual friend, and we basically talked through Instant Messenger for, like, you know, a very long time. And eventually we were like, hey, let's meet up. I was like, cool. Where do you want to meet? And she was like, well, I actually don't live too far away from you. Uh, I was, like, at the base of one hill, and she was kind of at the top of the hill. And I was like, cool, let's meet up. Like, you know, is there somewhere in the middle you'd want to go? Like, there's a park next to the school. Maybe we could hit that up. And she was like, I was thinking we could meet at the graveyard. Hell yeah. And I was like, hell yeah. And so, like, I went and I was like, you know, I, I was I was that kid who, like, I was like four, I was four foot ten. I had glasses. I wore, <laughs> I wore a trench coat. I fucking listened to, like, Nine Inch Nails and Rumstein and shit. And I was like, yeah, I'm pretty punk rock. This is cool. And so, like, I went in my trench coat to the cemetery to meet my friend. She fucking shows up, dude, in, like, full-on, like, black Lolita lacy dress with, oh like, a, with a lacy parasol. Wow. And I was like, oh, shit, I am way outclassed. Fuck, <laughs> and uh, we've been friends ever since. You know what? The Tiara girl, she was into a, she had a certain, uh, slight leaning to the macabre as well. Yeah, favorite. did she? I think she did have, like, a... Why did she this, not like, show black, it then? black lace sleeve on her arm. Okay. And, uh, she had all these really interesting things in her purse. There was, like, a pen that looked like a, like a shot, like a very intense shot full of blood. 
Dude, I was and literally like, about to be like, does she have a pet that looked like a syringe? A syringe, yeah. Oh my god, dude, that's um, fucking hilarious. I could have guessed that shit. Yeah, I mean... That's really funny. There was interesting quirks about her. That's funny. The yeah. Conversa- conversation went, like, decent-ish. Okay. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, eh, I don't feel like trying to recall everything. <laughs> Aw. But, you know, it, it went okay. No second date. Okay. But it was all right. Well, my friend with the parasol and I, we never, like, dated or anything. We were just, like, buds. Because <clears throat> uh, we were both into, like, you know, spooky shit. And, um, she denies it now, but we actually both bonded over, um, Sing the Sorrow, which is AFI's, like, first album where they, like, weren't as punk rock, and they were more of, like, kind of the goth phase. Mm. But that album was huge, and that actually, that album actually had a pretty big impact on me at the time, because it was like, you know, I was going through, I was going through being, like, a dramatic little 6th, 7th grader, and so that album helped me out. (laughs) And she was also into it, and, um... I remember she knew all the lyrics to, like, this one, like, secret track at the end where there's, like, these creepy kids talking about, like, you know, holding hands while the city's burning, and I thought it was really cool, man, and then, like, we hung out, and it was great, and now we're friends, and that's cool. And, like, we've both since grown up and, like, you know, do different things now, but <laughs> she's she vehemently denies the fact that she ever listened to AFI, but uh, I know, I know the secret. Good. So. You added her. I did. That's okay, though. I mean, it's a great album. What can I say? I'll defend that album. Fuck yeah. Um, Anyway, Christmas songs, right? Yeah, some of them are good. Some of them are good. This one's, like, pretty average. Yeah, this one was... I wasn't, like, offended by it. Right. Yeah. Could have used more sleigh bell, though. Uh... (laughs) I'm going to say I could use probably about 500% more sleigh bell. (laughs) Being a modest amount. Yeah. If this song was just the dude be like, have a holly jolly Christmas, and there was just like Sleigh Bell just like incessantly rattling behind him, yeah. I would be into that. That'd be great. We'll see what you get next year for your birthday. <sighs> uh, before you before you jump to buying me early Christmas presents, just know that I do already have a set of Sleigh Bells. Oh, okay. So, get me like some hand, sl- some hand bells or something. All right. You know, something similarly Christmassy sounding. I'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll figure <clears throat> it out. You're a resourceful young lad. Um, anyway, cool. So, let's see. Oh, bro. <laughs> it's another Christmas <laughs> Yes, it is. Except it's by Wham. <laughs> Which means it's going to be amazing. Um, Say no more. Let's just listen. Yeah, I'm not even going right. to. It's called Last Christmas. It's by Wham. Let's fucking do it. to you George fucking Michael um, holy shit I just gotta say fucking love that song dude as soon as you're like last oh. Christmas you're like oh we're gonna do last Christmas 
I covered my mouth <laughs> and like refrained from showing my excitement. I was oh. like, I was giddy as a fucking little Catholic schoolgirl. Literally, as as I was selecting the song, I was like, oh shit, I actually totally know what this song yeah. is. I was and trying then to I got hide, super yeah. fucking hyped. I was trying to hide my reaction, and then Seth couldn't hide his, and he was like, you were just like breathing heavy. And, like, oh, God, I was like, and like in the back of my head, I was like, I had the same exact reaction, but I just suppressed it because I didn't want to give away. Like I was just sitting there, just like yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, I was yeah. So fucking excited, dude. dude! Oh my god, it's so good. It's so oh. fucking good, dude. Like I was telling you, like the snare and the kick in that song is just fucking like in your face. But it's so good. It it makes it like so like dancey. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Oh my god. It's like you can dance to it. It's fucking great melody and like hooks and shit. Yeah, but dude. like Dude, I just listen to his voice. Oh my god. And it's, it's like It's like an angel. It just stirs up all of these feelings. It does. Like you get like every ounce of emotion. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, like every like, word. And like I just started feeling like I started thinking about like people I've had like very strong loving feelings for and it didn't work out yeah and god I just man like every word he sings is just like 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 let's be real like I'm Jewish and I I like fucking almost cried every time I hear that song <laughs> like yeah. holy shit oh my god like and there's just something my voice is cracking I can't even handle it I can't even fucking <laughs> handle it right now I think the so we actually talked about this on another episode of the podcast and we were talking about it because uh, I think we were comparing like a, a cover of a song maybe yeah I was saying how Taylor Swift like ruined the song yeah yeah and, and then you're real. like oh she also ruined Iris Oh, that's right. We were talking about that. Yeah. Okay. Well, she didn't ruin Iris. Because it just she, wasn't as. It just yeah. wasn't as 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 like good. Yeah, um, I actually looked it up on YouTube after you said that. Right, and then when yeah. uh, when the fucking singer from Goo Goo Dolls comes up, he just blows her out of the water. Yeah, you're like, oh yes, that is <laughs> that, that voice. Is, yeah. Um, no, but for real though, like George Michael, like basically can't really do any wrong as far as I'm concerned. Mm-mm. Um. I mean, don't even get me started on fucking Careless Whispers. It's great. That's, yeah. I mean, that is, that is like the sax solo to end all sax solos for one thing. Yeah. But also, like, just the way that, the way that George Michael is able to, like, emote and the way that he's able to, like, convey expression in his voice is, like, yeah, it's he fucking goes, crazy. He goes from this, like, really vulnerable, intimate, breathy to this like passionate vibrato like mm-hmm. intense it's like oh it's beautiful and like the very end of that song uh I mean I love all of it but the very end of it when he's just like kind of riffing and then he yeah. just, like gave you my heart and he sings that line I gave you my heart it's just like oh my god yeah like it's really man. it's really great I mean yeah just the way I don't know <laughs> I feel like, like there's that expression like you could read, you could like sing the phone book and it'd be good. Like right. George Michael could literally, yeah, take like anything and probably make it sound amazing. Yeah. Um. God, man. Yeah. Yeah. I like. I actually haven't listened to to George Michael's songs specifically in a while. Like ever since he passed away. I remember, like, when he passed away, I listened to a bunch of his songs. But then I think after that, I just haven't, like, heard them a lot on the radio, and I haven't really, like, seeked them out. You know what? It's, like, 
As much as I love his voice, I have not heard many of his songs. Really? I'm just. This is reminding me, like, I really would very much like to just... I'm just going through everything he's recorded. Oh, have you ever heard Faith? I don't think so, no. I'm I'm pretty sure you have. Is it a song or a record? It's a, it's a song. Okay. It actually might also be a record. Uh, <laughs> the music video for it is amazing, and okay. I will probably sh- show it to you after this episode, because right it's, it's game-changing. Um, it's game-changing for all dudes wearing tight jeans and leather jackets. It's okay. game-changing. I, wear, I often wear tight-ish jeans. Yeah, there you go. Leather jackets. I do wear a lot. Fake leather jacket, I'm thinking. There you go, man. You're halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> now the other half is to just be George Michael, and then you're good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Actually, I guess that's more than half. Um, anyway, great was that song. The, that was the last song, wasn't it? It was. Wow. Um, I know, this episode went really fast. You want to do another one? Um, do you want to do another one? I kind of want to hear a story. You said that you had a oh, story. Oh, you want to hear a story? Okay, okay, okay. Well, my story's kind of a downer one, though, so I don't really know if I want to, like, tell it to bring down the mood. Downer? Like, can we laugh about it, or is it not even... I mean, we could kind of laugh about it in its complete absurdity. I think we could probably talk about it. Fuck it. Yeah, I'll try to make it... Fuck it. No, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'll tell it in a fun way. Um, but... Before before we get into that, just want to say, you know, R.I.P. George Michael, like, fucking... Oh, yeah, much love. Much love. <clears throat> you were a talent that... And, and he gave back to the community, like, a ton. Mm-hmm. Like, he donated to a bunch of charities. He was rocking till the day he died, so... R.I.P., dude. He did a really good, uh, a really, really good, um rendition of Somebody to Love for oh. <clears throat> the concert that Queen did for Freddie when he died. Oh, shit, dude. Yeah. I can imagine that would have been great. Yeah. Him and Freddie do have kind of similar, like, vocal characteristics, don't they? They have some, yeah. Both very expressive. Yeah. I think Freddie has a little more power, but they're definitely both very expressive. Yeah. Um. Anyway, R.I.P., dude. Um, so, here's the story. Um, I was in a car accident. Fuck. Like, uh, a couple days ago. It was pretty gnarly. But, so, here's what happened. And, and let me tell you, uh, I, I, you know, basically, like, my, my wrist and my back are really sore. But other than that, like, I sustained, no one in the accident sustained any major injuries. That's good. In what I'm about to tell you, which is a good thing of this story, uh, because it's completely insane. So, here's what happened. For those of you who are familiar with Southern California, and specifically Los Angeles, you will probably know that there is, uh, as we, as us Californians refer to it, the 110. <laughs> a lot of you laugh at that and say it's the Highway 10. Nah, fuck that. It's the 110. That's, you know. There's also the 5, also known as Interstate 5. Yeah, and there's a connector that uh, where you are going on uh, the 110, and there is a uh, a merge onto Interstate Five, uh, but it's on the left side. Um, now this is a pretty infamous uh, little spot because you pass under I think two or three different tunnels to get there. Yeah, um, they're very short tunnels, but they're like little like mini tunnels, uh, and then the turn comes up really suddenly. And uh, it's a pretty sharp turn, so it's it's easy to forget about it until the last minute and then try to merge over and try to get in. Uh-huh. So, basically what happened was, I was driving, uh, 
my uh, my Toyota Camry, nice little sedan. And I had a buddy of mine in the car with me, and we were driving, and I was in the uh, the second from the left lane, basically. And I was merging over because I was gonna get in the far left lane because I was going on the on the five, and I didn't want to be in that awkward outer lane and make a sharp turn, you know. Yeah. So as I was merging, a white Mercedes, shiny, probably brand new, fucking rolls up at like ninety miles an hour behind me, right? And he tries to merge into that far left lane that I am, like, literally three-fourths of the way into. Wait, is he... He's... Is he merging in this... In the same direction as you? Yes. But he's going, like, you know, about 30 to 40 miles an hour faster than me. So he thinks that he can get... He can cut in there before I get in. However, (laughs) I didn't see the fucker coming up because it was over a hill. And he was going way too fast. Yeah. So, I didn't get out of the way for him because I was, like, three-fourths of the way there. Oh, yeah, yeah. No. So, it was too late for me. So, basically, uh, I check in my rear view, and I see this fucker coming up, and I see him realize that he's not going to make it, and immediately tries to swerve around me to avoid hitting me. Ooh. However, <laughs> he overshoots it because he's going, like, 90 miles an hour, promptly loses control of the car, swerves all the way to the right, um... I didn't see the next part, but he hits he hits the back wheel of a Kia, right? Like a little one of those Kia like little mini SUV things. Uh-huh. Hits one of those in the rear wheel. The fucking thing starts flipping, right? The Mercedes starts flipping. No, the the Kia, the starts, Kia flipping. starts flipping because he hits he. I think he hit its back wheel, so it just fucking flips. It literally rolls through all four lanes of traffic. I, like, I'm applying my brakes because I heard the screech of the Mercedes behind me, so I was assuming that something dumb was about to happen. Yeah. And it's a good thing I did because the this Kia literally rolls and it barely clips my car. Uh-huh. Like, if I was maybe, like, an inch or two more, it would have just rolled right over my hood. Uh-huh. Like, straight up. And I see it, like, roll and, like, just completely just, like, slam into the side barrier and it lands, like, upside down. Fuck. So I was like, oh, shit. And, like, my friend is next to me, like, freaking the fuck out, as you know he rightfully should be. Right. And I was like, oh, my God. And I pull over, and I pull over, and I'm like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. And I'm like, okay, I'm fine. Like, my back kind of feels tweaked, but, like, whatever. I don't give a fuck. And I get out of the car, and, like, I immediately just hear, like, screaming, because, like, a bunch of people had also pulled over because they saw that shit. And they were probably like, wow, that was an action movie. What the fuck? Yeah, so they, they pulled they over. Scared, yeah. um, and they had successfully already pulled the woman out as I was getting out of my car. Like, probably no more than like 10 or 15 seconds after it happened, which was like very impressive to me right. that people were that quick to respond. Um, and the lady was fine. She was totally fucking fine, dude. Yeah. Like, good. maybe had a bruise or two, but like, they like they pulled a woman out of a, out of an upside down car and she was like fine. It was crazy. Okay, to skip past the, like... Because you said everyone's okay. Yeah. So my mind is just going immediately to... I would assume, like, all of the fault is going to be on the Mercedes guy. Yeah, for sure. So his insurance company is just going to have to, like, pay a shit ton of money. Yep. (laughs) That's basically what that means. And um, the thing is, like, I've seen people drive that way so many times. Right, because we're in LA and everybody does that shit. Like, they're in, you know, the the 50 grand upwards 
you know, models of cars. Mm-hmm. I'm trying not to typecast, but it's like honestly, it's ninety ninety percent of the time when people drive like that, it's they're in those types of cars. Oh, for sure. And like I've seen them drive like that, and like it's always in the back of my head. Like I almost just skip past the being angry at how dangerous and douchey they are to just thinking, God, I hope they make it home safe because like, <laughs> like fucking seriously, if they keep dude. driving like that in ten years, they are going to get in an accident. Like, like no, like no doubt. You can't dodge like your luck that often. Also, it's like your your eyesight and your reflexes are going to dull the more you age. Right. Like the fact that I'm like in my late 20s and the fact that I still have like really good reflexes because I drive on LA like a lot every day that's probably the only thing that saved me honestly yeah like if I had been a little less experienced or I'd been a little older and I hadn't been as sharp like I totally would have gotten rolled over like straight up yeah um and like when I got out of my car to look at the damage like it was literally like the car got so close to my car that um there's like a little there's like the little like you know maybe like the one or two inch box that you have on the front of your car that keeps your plate in it mm-hmm. um it was gone like it just got taken off like straight up it got like sheared off yeah. and like literally if my car had been yeah like one or two inches more forward it would have completely like shredded my hood right so <laughs> the fact that i literally dodged that car by inches was like yeah fucking miraculous to me like i don't know how i don't know how I don't even know what... I really don't even know what convinced me to break in that moment, but I feel like I sense that, like, okay, if something's going to happen, I should probably not be going as fast to, to like, minimize damage. I guess yeah, honestly, I yeah, for whatever, whatever your, your thought process was, it's just, it's a blessing that that happened, because from what you described, you or any car in the path of the rolling Kia, in my opinion would have been the most vulnerable to yeah. like serious yeah for sure like it could have been life-threatening yeah i mean and the <clears throat> and the fact that you know the kia was probably also going about 60 55 and and something that's that large and that heavy going that fast it's just gonna fucking yeah. run train over anything exactly you know? yeah so yeah and the fact that like me and the passenger that was with me both avoided serious injury the fact that the driver in the car that fucking flipped over, like, she avoided serious injury. I mean, she's probably have to, gonna have to go to fucking therapy after that, but, <laughs> you know, like... Yeah. I mean, and to be fair, like, she was hysterical, but, like, I would be hysterical. If I was in that car that flipped over, I'd be like, yo, am I dead, and this is just, like, the afterlife that I'm in right now? Like... Yeah. Like, how... It's weird, like, I, I, I retain, for whatever reason, I retain enough of that, like, both... A, uh, a rational feeling of invincibility mm. to where, like, I've envisioned flipping over and being in terrible freeway accidents. Yeah. And just being like, no, somehow I survive and it's fine. And then also the... So that feeling is with me, but then the other feeling of, like, no, it's just so fast and, like, violent and horrific that you yeah. just die and it's just over. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like... I'm, like, just like... So I, I've been... You're, like, in the middle. Yeah, I've... I've I carry both with me, so, like, I've been in a couple of car accidents, and, like, when I see really dramatic shit, like, I usually just, I'm very... Like, shrug it off. I'm usually calm about it. Well, you know what's funny is that when I, I remember when I got out of the car initially after I was, like, made sure that me and my friend were okay, I really didn't have that much adrenaline, but I think it was because I was forcing it down, because I think kind of like you, I sort of forced myself to be rational in that situation, because for me, it's like, 
in my head, I'm like, okay, it's not going to do any good if I'm, like, freaking out. So, like, let's just, like, think about it. Let's go over the steps of, like, what you need to do to make sure, like, everyone is safe. And then once you do that, then you can think about the extra shit. Right. Like, after like after you make sure everyone's okay and you have all your ducks in a row, then you can ponder on how close you were to, like, imminent death, you know? Right. But, like, once you make sure everything else is fine, then you can, like, then you can take a break on it. Um... But, uh, yeah, dude, it was fucking nuts. And, like, of course, and the the funniest or possibly not funniest part about this is the Mercedes, like, definitely kept driving. <laughs> like, that car was gone, like, for sure. <laughs> like, they didn't pull over. They didn't stop. They were just out of the scene, like, entirely. Wait, for real? Yeah, for real, dude. They were gone. Which so they they just clipped a Kia and the Kia flipped and the Mercedes was well, like didn't they were somehow able to avoid serious see that was what, that was what was so crazy to me is like I was expecting to like look on the other side of the freeway and see the Mercedes like fucked up but there was no one it was just it was gone and like literally there were eyewitnesses that that like pulled over to help the the lady get out of the car and they were like oh yeah the Mercedes just like kept going and I was like dude how. Like, like, how did that, how did it keep going? Like, why wasn't it fucked up? But what's funny is that when I was talking... I would have ass- I'm sorry, it's like, I would have assumed, like, I could envision it clipping the Kia, the Kia flips. And then it keeps swerving or something. Well, no, I could envision it somehow being okay. But then, but, like, pulling over. But no, like, I would have I thought it either is, is, uh, can't foresee what's in front and then re- rear end someone... Or it's in such a weird rush that it, like, runs into another car from the side, or it gets rear-ended. Right, Like, somehow right. it gets stopped by accident. So right. So, I'm shocked that it was able to keep going, and then the second shock, which is totally revolting, is, like, what kind of scum of life... Right, dude. Like, like who, who keeps driving? fuck. Like, straight up, like... Is like, it, And the shitty thing is, like... There, he's probably just off the hook. Who? No one knows who. There's no license plate. Well, no. Here's the thing, though, is that uh, the cop who was talking to me was like, "Yeah, we definitely found like a white Mercedes like pulled over somewhere like on the street, and they had like serious body damage to their car." So we were all like, "Yeah, that's probably them." Okay. <laughs> like, so they definitely found the guy. Okay, good. Um, but yeah, just the fucking nerve. Not even the nerve. Like what like what kind of what kind of mindset do you have to be in? Like just imagine that you're the driver in that Mercedes. You fucking you try to pass somebody, you fuck it up, you lose control. So at that point you're probably already freaking out, right? Like you lose control of your car and you swerve, you clip another car, cause that car to just like completely flip out. Either at that point you've gained control or you're still trying to swerve to get back. But then, like... I mean, the kind of person that's going to drive that way, they're not about to risk their own well-being to, like, admit they were wrong. Oh, I don't and, even... And, like, and take such punishment that's going to ensue. Right. Like... No, I don't even mean, like, I don't even mean, like, the, like, morality scale. But just for me, like, I feel like, wouldn't you instinctually just be, like, oh, shit? Like... Wouldn't your brain just be like, I'm going to slow down a little bit? Or wouldn't you just like, wouldn't something in you... No, I think it's it's fighter. And my I would guess it's fight or flight. And they're like, oh, right. fuck, just get the fuck out of here. Right. Get out of the scene. I don't know. I just like, my question is just like, what did that, what did that driver think was their end game? You know? 
Just getting away with just like getting away with flipping a card, like possibly killing, like getting away with people. like only having to pay for whatever minor repairs they needed, right. and like not getting. I don't know, like what is going to happen with their insurance, but oh, dude, they're going to get jacked. They're going to get proper fucked. <laughs> their yeah, premiums man. are going to go up like a million dollars or something. It's like, yeah, you drive like a total asshole. You like you're you're almost killed like many a people and uh, you know you're like enough of a liability where like you basically like totaled one vehicle, d- damaged another, damaged your own. I honestly don't understand. Like, in my mind, someone who would do something like that, they should be their license should be just revoked for at least like a number of years. Right. Just like. But the thing is, I don't sit know in the if, corner and think about what you did. I don't know if that's like what would happen. Like. I think what would happen is they're just like, no, we'll just jack your insurance and let you keep driving. But in my head, it's like, no, you need to strip. They don't, like, driving is a fucking privilege. Yeah. Like, you, they, whoever would drive like that, you just lose your privilege to drive. Like, that's it. Like, you're, just, you're just done. Like, maybe in, like, five, like, it's it should be, like, a jail kind of thing where it's yeah. like, you know, you fuck up and you're obviously, like, a threat to just other people being alive (laughs) or happy like you need to go to jail or if you don't go to jail like you need to not have this privilege (laughs) or freedom and like you just well i'm sure i'm sure like earn it back well what what probably happened is that i'm sure that the dude told a different story and then like the police report was like because when the police officer was talking to me he's like oh yeah we got like dash cam footage we got like all kinds of footage of this happening so like there's no way he's getting out of it and i'm sure that some of the footage saw his plate so even if they didn't catch him like they at least knew where to track him to yeah Um, wait are you saying footage of the accident yeah, because apparently there were supposedly either someone took photo, took footage of it, or like there was some documentation of it somehow. Well, yeah, maybe, but I mean, like, if honestly, all you need is like you really just need like one or two eyewitness accounts, right? And that that should be good. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that somebody that was behind the carnage probably saw and got details better than I did. Because all I, like, literally all I saw was, like, the Mercedes rolling up, and then it swerved out of the way, and that was all, that was the last I saw of it, you know? Yeah. Like, I, like, I literally didn't see any of the shit on the side. I'm just going off of what my buddy that was sitting next to me told me, but, um, (laughs) I did see the Kia flip, and I saw it almost run train on my ass, so, um, anyway, it's good to... Man, fuck that guy. It's good to be alive, though, right? Yeah, I'm glad you're still here. Fuck it, hey. Um, yeah, this month has found new and creative ways to try to kill me, but, you know, <laughs> fuck it. Fuck it, dude, I gotta make the podcast, god damn it. Um, anyway. So, um, with that story out of the way. Yeah. Let's talk rankings. I think, I think I know what my rankings are for this episode. Yeah, no, I think I know, I think... Uh, yeah, mm. My number two and my number three are very contentious this episode. I know what my number one is, and I definitely know what my number four is, but my two and my three are kind of kind of mixing up. I got two ties. You got two ties? Okay. I. You know what? I think I'm going to... Wait, do you have a tie for one and two and a tie for three and four? Is yeah. that what you mean? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's hilarious. I do, yeah. I'm just going to say that I have a tie for two and three, and then... <laughs> When you say, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know what your tie is going to be, mm-hmm. but 
I'm going to say this for now, and I might change it before we end. My number one is absolutely Last Christmas, for sure. That's not even a question for me. Um, the tie between two and three, and I know you're probably going to give me shit for this. My tie for two and three is um, The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole and Skywalking by Miguel. Those are tied for me. And then number four... It's clearly Holly Jolly Christmas, in my <laughs> eyes. Very obviously at the bottom. Uh, okay. Um, judge me how you will on comparing Nat King Cole to, you know, someone that's not Nat King Cole. But that's how I feel in my heart. That's yeah. I won't say anything. But you know what? I think I actually now that I'm even saying it now, I'm I think that Nat King Cole does get second. I think that Nat and Cole is going to edge out Miguel only because um, the, Miguel and Nat and Cole both build atmospheres with their songs, but clearly there's, like, more going on on, like, a... Like, I don't want to say a spiritual level because, like, saying that around Christmas time is kind of weird, but there is something, like, extra going on with, with that Nat and Cole cut, you know? Yeah. There's something very, like, ethereal and, like non uh it's not tangible but there's something there that makes that yeah. track kind of special so i'll definitely give that the second space give skywalk in the third holly jolly christmas is absolutely fourth for me i would say okay so last christmas and the christmas song so like george michael versus nat king mm-hmm. cole it's like very close to me. Yeah. Cause I like I, I like both of their voices a lot. For sure, yeah. And I followed the story and the emotion and like musically it was very enjoyable. Uh, both songs were very enjoyable. So mm-hmm. it was tough, but I think I would slightly edge out George Michael. Yeah. As in like George Michael be number one? Yeah. Okay. But I think it's honestly it's like a mood thing, like it depends on what mood I'm mm. in and what emotion I want to revisit. Yeah. I could easily sway that opinion. But I'll just give it to George, to George Michael for now because... Okay. I tend to relate a little more closely to that narrative and feeling. Okay. That's fair. I just fair. love his voice. But, um... And then three and four, it's, like, also very hard. <laughs> yeah. Because Holly Jolly was, like, a little boring. <laughs> But, like, I liked that the arrangement and, sure. the, and the instrumentation reminded me of, like... And that acoustic guitar part. <laughs> yeah. It reminded me of, like, sort of these poppy, old-school poppy songs like my grandpa might have played. Sure, yeah. Though he, he was definitely more on the jazz end than the, like, traditional mm-hmm. pop 40, 50 music. Got it. But the arrangement was reminiscent of that. But, uh, I don't know, that versus the... Skywalking. Um, if I had to go with my gut, Skywalking would be last. Really? Because it's like... Is it because it's a new song? Is no. <laughs> I think it's... There's a part of me that's like... It's very partial to things being a little more natural and live sounding. Mm, okay. And there's something very produced and very edited. Oh, for sure. About the newer song. Yeah. And it's, like, very hard to understand the lyrics to the newer song. I personally like, like the production of the newer one, though. Yeah. I like the production, but it's... I don't know. I'm on the... It, depending on the song, it 
generally I don't like not being able not being able to decipher lyrics. Okay. But sometimes I'm okay with it. But generally I don't like it, and it definitely ha- it has that quality where it's like I don't understand eighty percent of these words. <laughs> I mean that's fair. Um, I but, think I think that I I slightly disagree with you on that, but I you know I'm not gonna kind of question how you feel. I mean, I did vibe. I vibed with the the emotion and the feeling of Skywalker skywalking more, mm-hmm. definitely more than Holly Jolly. You know what? Ugh, it's just mm. you can keep them tied if it's hard. Further reflection makes Holly Jolly last. But it's so close, it's like, I should just say it's died. <laughs> okay. Hey, whatever helps you sleep at night. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> there's my there's my ranking. Josh's ranking. Well, whatever. I tried. It's just hard. <laughs> it's like the closest that I've ever had. Of I know. It's a tough week, dude. But, you know... You I really mean, don't, you don't... It doesn't bother you when you can't understand the words? Not if it, not if it goes with, uh, with the vibe of a song. I think that some songs, um, I think that it, again, it depends, it depends on intention for me. Like if there's a song that clearly was intended to be understood and it's not, I think that's a point against it. But I think that in a song like Skywalking, I think that especially the outro part, I think was a point that you didn't, weren't necessarily supposed to understand the lyrics upon first or even second or third listen but I think it's more to fit sort of the vibe of what's happening with like Mm. the POV of the narrator Um, that's true so to me anyway like that part of the lyrics was less important as opposed to just like getting the vibe of like and and looking at the lyrics as I was listening to it was actually kind of a benefit in that case because it was literally like someone is sitting next to like a friend or someone they like and they're just like hey we're just gonna like do these things and have a trip but like we're gonna be sitting together and like we're gonna enjoy it together and it's gonna be really nice and we're gonna like go into this space so it was kind of going with like the vibe of like we're going on this trip together Mm. um so to me that was kind of nice but again i you know i wouldn't have been able to listen to that had I just been listening without looking at the lyrics at the same time so I do understand where you're coming from this is yeah this is my where I come from is I obviously not obviously but I focus and notice on music and the emotion I feel from the music and the tone of instruments and voice that's the first thing I notice but so okay so like sometimes I don't think of or under or um i don't have awareness of the the words of the narrative because i'm just focused on that right but there's a difference between me focusing on that and then me just being literally unable to make it out yeah that's so true. like the skywalking song if i was trying really hard to understand the words i still would not be able to <laughs> yeah 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 that's so that's fair. my beef it's like you know i mean the, the music wasn't that it didn't strike me so greatly that I could just look past that. Okay. Like, other songs or artists that I like a lot, yeah, sometimes I don't think of the lyrics first, or I'm not aware of it, or I don't focus on it. But if I do, I can make it out. 
Mm. You know? okay. It's like a choice I can have. Whereas that, it's just like, no, I would have to look at lyrics to know what the fuck they're saying. Well, I think another example of, like, bands where, like, even if I listen, I can't decipher the lyrics, but I don't really mind, is, like, say, Death Grips. Uh, which I know we've talked about before on this podcast. Yeah. But, like, that's a band where, like, even if I listen to that to MC Ride's lyrics, half the time I can't understand what the fuck he's saying. But I yeah. feel like the way that he delivers it and the way that it's it's mixed in the song is still working in, like... I think I mentioned earlier when I was talking about Niall Horan and how much I didn't like that song, which I will still... I just don't like the song. Um... But I I talk about how, like, everything within a certain piece should be working towards a common goal of the piece, you know? Right. So, like, in the case of Death Grips, you know, MC Wright's lyrics being kind of unintelligible half the time is definitely working <clears throat> usually within a song's favor because he's playing the role of this, like, insane, crazy person. Yeah. Um, Death Grips doesn't bother me. But... The yeah. music and the production is so fucking awesome. Yeah. It just doesn't bother me. And then for all the reasons you said it also, I love the way he the way he performs. Like the, his performances are yeah. awesome. Uh, but I feel like on this song, to that degree, I think that because that outro section, and because the song in general is about like getting high with your buds, I feel like when that part hit, I didn't mind as much because I was like, oh, this is probably just like... Like, yeah. like the vocals almost became, like, their own atmosphere, in a way. But here, okay, here's here's the other thing I've neg- okay. like, neglected to mention is, if you, if you, like, put forth the effort to actually look up the lyrics to know what they're saying, right. then it becomes an issue of, okay, you can't really make it out when you listen, but when you read it, does it do anything for you? And okay. for them, the answer is, like, not really. Okay, I can like, see that. You know, it's like, yeah, you can't really make it out, but if you read it anyway, is it interesting? Is it insightful? Is it cool? <laughs> and the answer is, like, not really. I mean, I guess it's less... In this case, I guess it's less that it's, it's like, insightful or interesting and more of, like, yes, it does follow the thematic elements that are presented in the song, but, like, is that interesting? Like, not really. But, like, it definitely goes it could, with... No, it could be. I feel like... The, the subject matter could be explored in, like, an interesting, insightful way. Right, sure. Whereas, no, well, the, and, uh, whereas yeah. they, don't, they don't do that. They're just, like, very, very, very simple, like, right. like uh, surface level. Yeah. And, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to, to yeah. say that that wasn't the case, uh, because certainly, you know, <laughs> it's nice to have unintelligible lyrics that are at least interesting when you look them up. Yeah. Or um, sincere, or sounding like this is like real and sincere to me it's to me i think the sincerity did speak to me in this song you know i think that i think that i did get a sincere vibe only because um of the way that like the hangout was being described in the rest of the song yeah um like there were some moments where like you know travis scott had that moment where he's like i'd fuck you with my chains but then they'd tangle like that's kind of (laughs) silly but like there's other parts of the song that are like pretty sincere and uh, I guess that's why when that description happened, I was, like, more willing to accept it. It's because, like, it did reach a certain sincerity of just, like, you know, doing some drugs and then getting warm and cozy with your buds, you know? <laughs> like, so, I don't know. I don't, and again, like, I don't know why it spoke to me in that way. You know, maybe this is just a case of, like, I just wrote a vibe and I, I liked it yeah. for whatever reason. I think it was a mix of those positive qualities and then, and then like, a mix of that... 
and like really surface level like uninteresting cultural allusions and puns right which like, like I will not deny that that was the thing that happened <laughs> yeah. um well cool well anyway you know agree disagree we both have our own preferences on stuff we can both agree however that George Michael is fucking amazing at life in life I life. took a long swig. Are you almost done? Oh, I'm done. Oh, you are? I am D-U-N done. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. That was, that was an inappropriate joke. I'm done, too. You know uh, what, though? That? What? We we could have walked to bar one if it wasn't closed. Aw, oh, damn it. Well... <clears throat> It's like so close to us right now. Whenever bar one reopens, we'll do. It. We'll be there. Well, anyway, I guess that's the conclusion of the episode. Thanks, guys, for listening to fucking two Christmas episodes in a row. Good lord! Happy New Year! Yeah, Happy New Year! Woo! May you have a lovely year full of good times, friends, drinking if you're of proper age, of course, and um, you know, just keep keep listening to music and analyzing and having conversations with people about it. It's yes. really fun. And I believe in you. Whatever whatever you're if you do the New Year's resolution thing, I totally believe in you. You, you can do it. Hell yeah. Day at a time. You know those other years were like the years where you made those resolutions and then you were like, "You know what? I'm in February. I think I I think those resolutions could take a back seat. Fuck that. This is the year you're going to do it." That's right. It's going to be great. Seth Hansen, it's gonna be great. Um, <laughs> yes, I was literally gonna say Seth Hansen, it's gonna be great, Hansen. So that didn't work out too well. Good thing that wasn't a resolution of mine, though, because if it was, it would have been done before it even started. Yeah. Anyway, Josh believes in you. I believe in you too. You're good. It's gonna be great. You're gonna be great. I have no problem. Uh, anyway, let's get off the air before, before I embarrass myself more. Um, y'all the best. We're 40s and 40s. Thank you so much. And we will see you next week. Much love, people. Much love. 40s.